0: Like a wish, she was laying there. Moonlight doesn't know her there. When something woke and took me by the hand. She don't know me in my shitty van, and that's all right with me. And Welcome everybody to another episode of the Van Chat. <clears throat> and this one's a late one because I fell asleep. So uh, doing the Van chat in the middle of the night, we don't have to be bothered with guests or an audience, so we can just get right down to Van chatting. All right, so um, just got done with the tour, the uh, recent leg of the tour, screen share here. I've been updating some stuff over on uh, the various websites, so I guess I'm looking at the wrong one here. This is the Van's website, uh, van13.com. But we'll take a look at the Bunch of Tour website and uh, dig into the tour. (coughs) So, uh, do I even have it over here yet? No, I guess I don't. So I guess maybe we'll go back to the Van 13 site. There it is. Boom. So, um... Tallied everything up, so so far in 2018 we've done 11,600 miles and we've been on the road for almost 60 days, 59 days. Pretty cool. So we went to SHOT Show, then we went out to California, then we went out to Tulsa. All these are documented over here. Actually, there should be documented, kind of mirrored on both sites. I'll polish that up. Um, but this last tour, calling it the GRPC, the Gun Rights Policy Conference Tour, our leg of the tour this year. Uh, We covered 13 states, 6,500 miles, uh, 36 days on the road altogether. Only saw 47 gun shops, but that number's still in flux. That doesn't count some of the shops that were closed that I still visited. Checked them out. And uh, a couple of the shops, there's only two, I think, that said no pictures this time. So uh, I don't think we've got both of them in there. So that number will change a little bit, but it was only about 47 shops. I was hoping to hit 100. I was also hoping to be on the road for another 10 days, and uh, that would have been 10 days in Vegas and uh, California, so it would have been a lot of shops in those days, but uh, anyway, we got five firearms museums, and a couple of those are new, three of them are new, And, and we ended up spending $625 at those gun shops that we visited, so I don't think there's any way to do the math to figure out the average, but... Probably over 10 bucks at a gun shop, but it was more like 30 bucks at a pop, probably average. So we'll go through some of the trip. Uh, we started out uh, on our way to the Gun Rights Policy Conference a little late because of the ball joints. Ugh, never want to do those again. Anyhow, so we started out a bit late. We had to be in a bit of more of a hurry than we wanted. And uh, we started out heading up to New Mexico and just before Albuquerque. Had a weird sort of happenstance. I went to uh, let the dog out at a uh, rest area. And as I was starting the van back up, it was really rough. So I wasn't sure what to do. Talked to our friends in Albuquerque at BMC Tactical. They said stay the night in Albuquerque. They'll take a look at it in the morning. And kind of ran it through. And we're thinking that it was just a uh, calibration thing. Like the computer or something was getting used to the pressure, the temperature or something but uh it seemed to be working fine so appreciate their help we uh kind of traded some patches and stuff and headed out uh our goal was to get to the red dawn filming locations that first day so we're only half a day behind Uh, we got up to las vegas new mexico and checked out a couple of new red dawn filming locations i think it was pink that found uh the gas station where the tank drives up and they steal her basket of goodies in the Heidi holes and all that, we found that area. So check that out. Also found the drive-in movie theater, the prison camp from the movie. And it turns out that Bob and I had camped out like half a block from there. Like we were right next to it, we didn't even realize. Uh, so we got to check out both of those, which is pretty cool. Uh, because we were kind of behind, uh, we didn't get to the NRA uh, Winningham Center, uh, when it was open. So I called them and bought some patches uh, for the Patreon supporters over the phone, and we ended up picking those up from their uh, guy at the gate. So uh, we ended up kind of checking out the museum technically, but uh, didn't get a chance to go in. I don't think anything's changed there. Actually, I think some things have changed there. They have some new layout or something, so we'll have to check that out next time. Uh, one of the reasons we couldn't stick around is we were heading to Dragon Man. Uh, I didn't put a thing in here, but I got sick in Colorado. Ate a bad burrito. Got sick. for Lost a day. Uh, then got up to Dragon Man in time for uh, his Sunday tour, though. And I was right on time. Not feeling great. I had ate a bad burrito the day before. I spent the day dealing with the bad burrito. I was just under the weather. Not feeling good. Uh, anyway, I checked out the museum. Uh, with Dragon Man on the tour. That was awesome. And headed up from Colorado Springs to Denver and ended up checking out, well, three gun shops technically. Two of them ch- checked out. One of them was one of the shops that wouldn't let me take pictures. And then one of them closed just as we got there. So kind of saw it, know the story of it, but didn't get a chance to go inside. Uh, caught up with uh, Chris from Gun Channels. Uh, In Denver, he was able to sign the poster. So a bunch of people were able to sign the poster. And uh, uh, so he was the first one got to say hey to the puppy. uh, But again, I was feeling like just bad. So uh, we uh, said see ya, and I headed out towards Kansas. And I guess I should start editing this because this isn't complete. I totally forgot the, uh, not Kansas, the Nebraska stuff in here. So, headed out from Reno, and I was trailed by 20 hounds. So, I was headed out from uh, Denver, and ended up heading into Nebraska. And my goal there was to meet up with uh, Travis and Sandhills, uh, but uh, didn't get to do that. Instead, I went to, I, I pointed towards the... I can't think of the name. Hornady. Uh I guess I'll just say factory tour. All I ended up doing in Nebraska was the Hornady. Demo. And they have a factory tour twice a day. Anybody can show up and take the tour. Well, I don't know if anybody but done. Law abiding citizens can show up and take the tour. Uh, it's pretty cool. Highly recommend it. They have a lot of cool stuff there. It's a massive or- operation and uh, you get to walk right into it. It's really neat. Uh, no pictures though. So super frustrating. And they didn't have any stock pictures either. So it's not the first time I've encountered that. Uh, Barrett was like that. And I think the, well, the Lyman Kugel factory would have been like that, but I didn't take their tour. But, uh, it was worth checking it out, even if you can't take pictures, even though I normally would not bother if I can't take pictures and share it with people. Um, but that was Nebraska, so, uh, like I say, I wasn't feeling good in Denver. Uh headed out to Nebraska, so I sort of did that drive overnight. I ended up there, uh, wherever that is, Grand Island or someplace, uh, real yeah. early in the morning. Got there pretty much just in time for their tour. Uh, the tour like an hour or something, so... I didn't know what to do, so I uh, tried to meet up with Travis. He uh, was—he's a, a school teacher, so he was in school. But I'd also overshot his location by like an hour and a half, so wasn't really interested in driving an hour and a half back to him, and then an hour and a half back to where I was to get another three hours on the tour. Uh, since I figured I'd meet up with Travis at Shot Show, hopefully, or at uh, want again. So Sand Hills. Couldn't meet up with him. Couldn't get a hold of him. So decided Brownells in Iowa, which was seven hours away or six hours away, was still open. Uh, if I left Nebraska at 1 p.m., I think with the uh, even with the time zones, uh, I was going to end up at Brownells with like an hour to spare. They're open till 9 p.m. every night. So Brownells has a giant factory, not factory, a giant warehouse right off the highway in Iowa, just the middle of nowhere, Iowa. So uh pointed the GPS at that and headed out. So drove after being sick and checking out the Dragon Man Museum, drove up to Denver, said hey to Chris, spent like, you know, maybe an hour farting around in Denver and then uh, headed out to Nebraska, drove all night, did a factory tour, drove all day to Iowa. So that was a lot of driving and not, I mean, it was a good break in between going to the uh, factory tour and hanging out in Denver and, of course, the Dragon Man tour brownells big deal right so uh it was a lot of driving after brownells i continued east uh figured sooner i get to illinois the sooner i can quit driving so i uh, headed east uh drove most of the way through iowa that night and remembered that i can't go into illinois without buying a safe first i forgot to bring my one of my safes for the handguns so um i looked around at some different iowa gun shops there uh, right on the border with illinois so it was technically four gun shops in iowa but again i'm not counting the ones that were closed google took me to a closed gun shop uh got the lock box for the guns and headed into illinois into the um uh, jonathan browning workshop at home which was been rebuilt after uh jonathan browning the father of John Browning, uh, his town there, the Mormons were run out of Illinois, so they burned down the town and everything, and since then they've rebuilt some of the places, and one of them was the Jonathan Browning workshop and home, and that's a neat tour, it's not the most elaborate tour or anything, but certainly a cool experience to stand in the same building that Jonathan Browning probably invented, the harmonica gun, which is an early version of a multi-shot firearm. And uh, to hear a little bit of his story, then we drove north to the Rock Island Auction Facilities in Rock Island, uh, Illinois, Quad Cities, and did an, a tour there. I thought it was going to be a quick tour. It ended up being two hours, really, really cool people, awesome facilities, and just amazing guns. So uh, hopefully we'll do that some justice. I'm sure people have an idea of what the Rock Island Auction is all about, but you know, hopefully we'll give our spin on it. Uh, then we ended up checking out a couple of things in Illinois before the the conference. The conference was in Chicago, and it was uh, basically three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I uh, got to meet up with uh, Dano and Smeggy and uh, Roll Call, Patrick, and a couple other people that we've known from the Gun Rights Policy Conference over the years. Uh, I was able to bring up my deck of cards that I'd come up with for... Uh, the 2A History Project, which is uh, maybe the most boring set of cards I've made so far. It's the gun rights, uh, owner gun owners' rights uh, organizations, uh, basically on flashcards, uh, to give some idea of some of the longevity. Some of these organizations are many years old, and uh, some of them are very new. So to put those in chronological order and to show some uh, uh, relationship of what... Uh, Zones they're targeting, or what areas of our community they represent or protect, and then uh, some. Uh, the rest of the deck was uh, <clears throat> uh, gun rights activists or gun owners' rights activists, and uh, I wanted to make sure they weren't going to be offended by the characters, caricatures, or whatever they're called—the little cartoons—and to make sure nobody was offended by the use of their logos and their, you know, their identities. I had pretty good reception to that, which was kind of cool, and uh, again, I got to meet up with a bunch of the Gun Channels people, the people that took the time to show up at the Gun Rights Policy Conference, it's freaking awesome, and uh, enjoyed a a good weekend of uh, being inspired and invigorated for Second Amendment stuff, a little bit discouraged too, again, I'm not going to whitewash it with uh, uh, bullshit, it was not perfect. All right, so then uh, I was headed up to an appointment in uh, Minnesota, so went through Wisconsin, spent some time there working on some projects and things, but also checking out gun shops, so we checked out five shops there and uh, a surplus store, kind of a cool surplus store. Uh, Went into Minnesota and had a couple of appointments and saw three different gun shops in the Minneapolis area uh, as well as a surplus store. Uh, Then, uh, after everything was done there, headed to North Dakota, sort of debated between North Dakota or South Dakota, and after deliberating it all, I've been to South Dakota before, so went to North Dakota, got to see Fargo for the first time, and I guess I saw Bismarck, technically, but uh, got just about into North Dakota, maybe a little, little bit in, I actually just passed Fargo, having been a pretty good time, and then the snow started. And uh, it wasn't really snow so much as just uh, powdery, uh, you know, rain that was coming down as ice, I guess. But after a while, after it became uh, 3, 4 p.m., it started to accumulate and turn into a, basically a slush, like a slurpee all over the floor. And uh, I'm not... I haven't driven in ice in a long time, and I didn't know what time of day or what would happen to turn that slush into a bed of ice with snow on top, and I wasn't sure if that was going to happen or not, so instead of farting around in North Dakota, I decided to just keep driving, so that was sort of a shitty time, Uh, I just decided to keep driving through the weather, uh, following some of the trucks and stuff, and trying to keep up with them, and it was basically an evening or a night, I guess, of driving 50 miles an hour through snow with a uh, very limited visibility with the amount of stuff that was dropping and uh, just being really dark out. So uh, it was not the funnest time and it wasn't very productive, but we still managed to find uh, five gun shops in Fargo and uh, then uh, drove through the night, <clears throat> rested for a bit, got into Montana and the snow and the rain and everything kind of let up just as we got to the uh, west side of North Dakota. Uh, got into Montana, enjoyed an awesome morning of driving through Montana, which is awesome. That's a uh, section of the country that the Lewis and Clark expedition had trekked through. It's also the, uh, real close to, if not, right at the location of the Little Bighorn. And uh, so there's some historical significance there, and this natural beauty is amazing so uh, we'll use some dash cam footage of all that one of the projects will be to do dash cam footage I think I'll do 13 dash cam uh, videos uh, one for each state and that way if people are interested they can look at some of the differences between the terrain and the the landscape and the again the natural beauty of these of these states. Uh, Montana is pretty awesome I ended up in Billings Montana Uh, whatever day that was, and uh, checked out some shops there. Uh, Also, one of the best uh, surplus stores I've ever seen, and I've seen a lot of surplus stores. Uh, One of the best ones ever is in Billings, Montana. All right, now we're taking a commercial break. This is where guests are sometimes helpful. I had some sort of a recording, I could play that recording. So, uh, went to one of the neatest surplus stores ever. Uh, spent the night at a uh, place and then kept going south. And then got into Cody the next day. Uh, Cody, Wyoming is where the Buffalo Bill Museum is, which is supposed to have the Cody Firearms Museum, but it doesn't. And, uh, it's also the site of the Dug Up Gun Museum, which is an awesome museum. And the uh, Cody Firearms Experience, which is actually fast becoming one of my favorite gun shops. So I had no idea what to expect when you head out on a an adventure. And the Cody Firearms Experience is one of the things that uh, I think made this whole trip worthwhile. Just a really cool gun shop, real modern uh, and innovative. And it's in front of the East Gate of Yellowstone, which. Up until this tour, I never put two and two together. Two and a half to three million people go through that gate every year uh, during a small season. <clears throat> and they're international. They're national and then they're uh, all ages. So all different kinds of people are going through that gate. And they're all seeing a big billboard that says shoot guns. And an invitation to come in and shoot a Gatling gun, a lever action gun, Annie Oakley's gun. Really cool uh, concept. And... Uh, You know, just the essence of uh, firearms ambassadorship. So I really thought that was cool. Um, The Cody Firearms Museum was a complete letdown. They suggest that they have firearms on display. They technically do. But uh, I think that could all be handled much better. Uh, The dug-up gun museum was closed for the season, but I asked them if they would open up and let me in. They obliged, and I'm so glad they did. They are the coolest people. And they have a really cool museum. And uh, stay tuned for more on that. Otherwise, I checked out four other gun shops in Wyoming. I had spent some time in Wyoming as a kid, so I went and checked out some of my old haunts. But it was also snowing, and I forget what the elevation was, but the snow was down into the town and everything. So, didn't spend as much time in Wyoming as I hoped. <clears throat> I'd really planned to take a day off in Wyoming and try to meet up with some friends and stuff. But uh, it was cold and shitty, so I kept going. Uh, I have a project that I'm working on, and I didn't have time to just take a vacation. So I uh, decided to drive on through the weather and get down to Utah, where the weather was supposed to be better And it was. So uh, I also dead horses in Utah, so I had a place to hold up in Utah and not have to bounce parking lots and stuff. So, we're now uh, heading south in Wyoming, heading to Utah. Got into Utah, checked out Salt Lake City. And it's been a while since I drove between Wyoming and Salt Lake City, and those roads were definitely interesting, to say the least, 70 miles an hour, almost straight down. It was like you're driving down a ski uh, a, a ski slope or something. Literally, I guess it is, because there's ski slopes all around you when you're driving there. So, uh definitely an experience. Got to Salt Lake City, spent a few days there, and again, Dead Horse put me up and uh, gave me a a tour around the town, and we went up to the Browning Museum. So after seeing Browning's father's museum, my goal was to see Browning's firearms at the Cody Museum, but that's not possible. They have them all locked up, and you have no, no way to see them. But I was able to check out his museum and the guns they have there. We also checked out his Uh, Factories and found all three of the factories, which was cool because we had not done that before. Also, took out his house. And, like I say, uh, seven different gun shops in Utah. So, uh, Utah is pretty cool. Salt Lake City is a great town. I still like it, even though it's closed on Monday and half to Sunday. Met up with the people from Gunstreamer. Super cool people. They're going to be changing the internet. Uh, Glad to be able to say hey to them. And they bought me dinner, so that's even better. So, um, after being in Utah for a few days, it was starting to get colder in Utah, and it was not cold in Vegas. So, I figured let's keep moving. Uh, I went south, headed into Vegas again, trying to really get into a temperature uh, climate or zone where I could uh, get work done on these projects I'm working on. So, I uh, headed down to Vegas, spent actually quite a few days there. Uh, didn't have any interest in going to their gun shops or their rental places on the weekends. I figured that's when they get most of their business, and I would just be in the way. So use that time to uh, work on the projects. And then uh, checked out the Vegas gun shops on Monday and Tuesday, I think. I don't know, during the week. Um, at some point, I started to do numbers and figured out that I was already about $200 over my uh, projections for for gas money, so I cut the California section off of the tour. That's another 600 bucks in gas or something, and I was already over $200. So, um, no, it's not 600 bucks in gas. It's enough money in gas that I decided to chop it off. And it didn't really work out the way I would have liked at the end of the trip. Uh, my goal was to get out to California, so I missed some stuff in Arizona that I'm not happy about and that's the arizona citizens defense league dinner really pissed about that i was so close i could have hit that dinner and i should have and then just a couple of days later at the arizona firearms gun shop uh they had uh maj uh from black guns matter and that would have been worth adding to the tour so i'm kind of frustrated but can't win them all so uh uh also miss going to Big Sandy. I don't really care too much about that because half the time Big Sandy is the same as always. This time it looks like it was a little more elaborate and it would have been nice to uh, include a machine gun shoot but when funds run out they run out. So uh, like I said i got other obligations. So I'm working on uh, everything there and headed down into Arizona and since I only had you know, so much distance to cover and I was already over on gas, and I wasn't really going to be spending any more on gas. So I sort of took a while to get back, so it took about three days to get down through Arizona, and uh, I think overall, very productive trip. Uh, probably would have liked to hit more gun shops, but um, I guess I didn't really mention on the way up to Chicago. I was also working on the patches. There were still two patches to design for the big uh, patch patch that we did, and uh, then once you design them, you send them over to the manufacturer. They give you design samples, and most of the time, those are good to go. But sometimes there's tweaks, and of course there were. Uh, then once you get the samples and okay them, they'll have you. They'll make samples. They'll make actual patches. And then when you look at those, there's sometimes corrections and just waiting for all those. So anyway, all that took place on the way up to the Gun Rights Policy Conference, and then a little bit on the way on other side, uh, as well as the. Cards, the firearms inventors playing card decks uh, were. uh, I was still editing those, so I edited those on the way up to Illinois and uh, got the final results just the other day. And those are being printed now, so uh, very successful when you look at it. And return in respects that we had 10 patches kind of in the works while we were uh, on the road, and then this other big project I'm working on that really paid for the trip, so um uh even though I didn't get as much uh, gun shop coverage as I'd like this particular one, I think we did pretty good with 47. So uh, it's 47 new shops, and some of them were really, really cool. Uh, others, you know, there's gun shops and everything, but uh, a couple of them were really, really neat. As far as the museums, again, we were able to check out Jonathan Browning's place, which isn't necessarily right on the beaten path. So that was a good one to be able to knock out. And then uh, Cody, uh, you know, wasted time going there to the firearms museum, but the dug up gun museum made up for any waste of time. The Cody museum was, and it was a pretty bad waste of time. So that shows you how good the dug up gun museum was. Uh, So we'll hopefully be going back up there next year and checking out the other museum when it's finished and uh, checking out some more of the shops and stuff. Unfortunately, some of the shops there are closed, and I'm hoping they're just closed for the season. Uh, Like I say, the snow's there, and they shut down everything. And now we'll take another break. So for people that don't know, we uh, run this on the YouTube for now because YouTube offers a decent live platform for recording these things. Uh, but otherwise, uh, try to ignore YouTube as much as possible. It's a bloated, dying platform. The more attention we give it, the longer its pathetic life will last. So I try to uh, use new platforms and uh, platforms that aren't uh, against the things that we believe in. So we've got Gun Channels, a community we built five years ago uh, in an attempt to create something that's uh, you know, more appropriate for what we think is important. And uh, you know, it's the middle of the night, so nobody's over there. But if you would like to participate in the show, uh, feel free to jump over to GunChannels.com. There's a link on the main page, which is this, uh, that shows that we're live over here. And when you follow that link, you'll get to our channel, the Gun Show Loophole Ch- to our and then there's a, a chat box that you can use to uh, communicate with us here on the show. And that's what everything we do online is, an effort in new media, not just taking a boring radio show from the old days and cramming it on the Internet or taking a uh, pathetic television show where they just disseminate information and wiping that on the Internet or just taking a magazine article that somebody's paying big money for and you know sticking that on the Internet instead. We try to use the tools that the internet provides, the ability for you, the people with eyeballs, you also have a microphone, you also have a keyboard, and you're able to talk in real time to the people that are on this end blabbing. So instead of just disseminating a program, right, we're trying to create a conversation, empower the people that are at the audience to realize that you're also the content creators. And that when we all start to appreciate each other's contributions, uh, we're less uh, dependent, and we're less uh, uh, susceptible to the uh, programming of the agenda-based dissemination, you know, single points of dissemination that we've had uh, in in con- in conversation really, in uh, the distribution of content. So anyhow, this is uh, Gun Channels, and this is the channel. And you can contact us over there if you want to chat. Otherwise, uh, we were talking about the museums and the success of the tour. I think it did pretty good. Like I say, we had to cut off this little end over here. But we have been to California earlier in the year. Uh, We spent, uh, looks like, 1,300 miles in six days over there. And I'm hoping that we're going to still get to Tulsa uh, for the um want to make our gun show and that one looks like it took 3,000 miles uh, for us to get over there last time But that's because we came home through Texas which I probably want to do again so uh, we'll see if we can't sneak uh, another uh, 3,000 miles this year but you know just doing the quick math that's like 600, 700 bucks in just gas so uh, you know, we're not dealing with uh, excesses of money here so we'll see but if it's possible to get over there then maybe we can get back to California so we'll see what we can do to keep on the road and checking out new gun shops there's certainly a couple of museums over in Tulsa we know about a Colt collection that's uh, pretty amazing uh, that's worth checking out and there's always stuff in California that we've missed I figured we'd jump over to Instagram since we're not getting any comments on anything and uh, check out what uh kind of pictures we were posting over the time instagram is probably the easiest uh platform to post information to uh, and get it distributed widely gun channels is the easiest but fewer people are checking it out so we have two channels on instagram gear websites is where we put all the band stuff and the food and the dog and the adventures and then gun websites is where we put the gun shops and the guns and the museums So if we scroll back here, you can see there's quite a few pictures from the 30 or something days that we were on the road. There's no way we're going to be able to cover them all tonight, so we'll just kind of scroll through, and you can see that we had a lot of fun. The dog uh, is only, what is she, maybe a year and a half old. I've only had her, you know, I stole her like six months ago, maybe four months ago. Not even, probably three months ago. I think I got her in July. Anyway, I barely had her for a few months, weeks, really, before we went on the tour. And then we went on a tour and started driving around. So uh, she spent most of her time with me in a van. And uh, I, I got two of these same pictures up there. And she, uh, I think, really enjoyed it. So I uh, focused on her quite a bit on the uh, photographs. And uh, people were curious about you know, how she was doing. She did real well uh... this is probably the beginning of it all uh... kind of thought i could quickly change out these ball joints and that did not happen so it took a couple of days worth of wrestling and wearing myself out physically beat my own hand to death uh... before i had to pay extra money to have a guy come over and show me how to do it once we did it uh... put the van up on a real uh... alignment rack and had it checked out uh... then we finally Checked out the back of the van with multicam and got the second battery going and got on the road. So uh, a lot of these pictures we'll talk about in future shows. Uh, but had some adventures uh last year, tour, last year, tried to focus on chocolate chip pancakes. I was planning on doing onion rings this tour, but then this horrible pathetic experience with five dollars onion rings were right here, these one dollar onion rings. Turned me off I just wasn't going to be able to 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 deal with five dollar onion rings for the whole trip Plus, I couldn't afford it so didn't do chocolate chip pancakes didn't do onion rings didn't really do anything this trip uh... maybe vegan food but I always do vegan food so yeah enough no real themes to this one uh, we were able to get uh Smaggy, some real pizza we went to Lou Malnati's, one of the real place, pizza places in the world and uh... Had some tiny pies, so there's quite a bit of food stuff in here, and uh, I guess uh, a little bit of everything. Washing some clothes. I learned about the uh, robot prostitutes at my gym. Uh, you basically give them—you don't even have to give them money. You just tell them you want their services, and then you lay on them, and they start to massage you. It's pretty nice. And then uh, you start to see some of the stuff that we were acquiring during the trip. As I mentioned, we spent six hundred and twenty-five dollars at gun shops. So whenever we first started exploring gun shops, it was for the fun of it. And then I started thinking, hey, I'm an internet guy. Instead of just doing pictures of these gun shops, we can help them we can help them out on the internet. So we started attaching their links and things to websites that are bigger than them so that they can, you know, get a little boost. And I know that that helps them, and I guess people that participate in the projects know that that's helping them. But it's not like it, you know, really helps them immediately, or you know, it's, it helps them in the long term to secure their position on the internet. But that's not of immediate value to most people. So, uh, figured if I could drop a couple of bucks at the shop, uh, then that would be the way to, you know, give them some immediate um, thank you, right, for being there and for uh, having a gun shop in the area so uh, whenever there's a shop that has a logo patch or a sticker a lot of them have stickers but every once in a while they'll have a patch I would try to buy like 10 patches and that's usually somewhere between 20 and 50 bucks and that's a way to leave some money at the gun shop that ideally is helping them to march merchandise themselves market themselves and you know pay off some of their stickers so that they have stickers that they can give away a little more comfortably uh, or if they're know, whatever their circumstances are, sometimes we'll, I bought some uh, USB chargers that look like shotgun shells just because they're cool. That way we can send those out to people. Uh, I'll often grab their business cards or if they have some sort of a brochure so that we can then send that stuff out to our Patreon supporters, the people that keep us financially on the road, literally. And uh, they also support us, you know, just whatever by being there and, and being our audience. So... Uh, it's a way that we can take the stuff that we're doing here on the Internet in real life and put that back out to the people that are supporting us in real life. So uh, business cards, brochures, uh, pamphlets, sometimes uh, stuff for the, maybe the classes that they're doing or schedules of events. It's another, op- another opportunity to check out some of the differences between gun shops, some of the strategies that they use. And, you know, if these are things that we can use in our conversations and do better. Or some of the things that gun shops can see on our coverage and uh, help each other out. That's part of the the goal. So this was the um, gear website's uh, Instagram. And you can see there's, I don't know, I didn't count them. There's a bunch of pictures. Uh, Maybe we'll pick count them at some point. And then in a future show, we'll take a look at the other one, the gun website's Instagram. And take a look at some of the shops and some of the um, museums. Doesn't look like anybody's up for some reason at 3 a.m., so that makes it 6 a.m. on the East Coast. So uh, this one was uh, an attempt to cover a show so that we didn't forget the show or have to skip it. I just fell asleep, so I've been kind of burning the candle at both ends and set everything up like at 9.30, and then uh, Open Face Pancake Sandwich uh, started his show late, and I decided, well, I'll just lay down for a bit and rub the puppy's belly until he's done. And I don't know when he ended because I fell asleep. And it's now three AM and we've had a uh, van chat. So uh guess I'll go look at the YouTube side. Do I even have it open anywhere? Yeah, there's not even anybody watching on the YouTube side. So um, we were gonna talk about where we stayed on the tour and life on the in the van. I guess I could quickly talk about uh where we stayed. Uh we stayed at uh parking lots for the most part. And uh yeah, parking lots for the most part. A couple of times we docked at people's places. Uh, I stayed like on people's couches just a couple of times. I don't really like doing that. And uh, uh, for the most part, uh, we did we stayed a couple of times in in towns for a length of time. Uh, the first one though was Chicago, and that was kind of cheating. Uh, turns out we were able to stay at the hotel with no problems. And I just used Smeggy's shower in his room, and there was no problem. So that was kind of cheating. It was almost like being in a campground. Didn't have to move the van or nothing. So ended up uh, having no issues in Chicago or Illinois, really. Uh, In Wisconsin, I kind of was farting around. So that was basically drive a bit each day, and that worked out really well. The weather was great. Plenty of gun shops, plenty of places to hang out, plenty of places to eat. Uh, Minnesota, I hung out in the same place for a few days. So, uh, that was no problem. Uh, staying in parking lots and, uh, moving around. So, the way my schedule worked, I wasn't, uh, uh, I was work. I was driving all the time, working all the time. Uh, and then kind of fought that weather, or I guess raced the weather. And, uh, that was just a bunch of days of driving so I didn't have to worry too much I just slept exhausted at uh, whenever I was exhausted at uh, truck stops uh, then got down into Montana and Wyoming and that was a bit of kind of a leisurely stroll through those two states uh, hung out in Utah at uh, people's places and Vegas was another uh, kind of a successful uh, I guess experiment and uh, staying in one place for a while because they will stay in Vegas for quite a few days uh, and still got quite a bit of work done. Uh, Arizona doesn't count because that's like being in your own state. Pretty easy to drive around. I've driven up to uh, Vegas, you know, I have no idea how many times I've driven to Vegas and uh, same thing to Big Sandy, which is about three quarters of the way to Vegas. So You can't hardly count the drive between Tucson and Vegas anymore. That's just like driving down my driveway at this point. So I knew all kinds of places to stop there. Um, So anyway, it was a pretty successful trip, and the country's awesome. Lots of building going on. Uh, If anybody's going to suggest that we're in a bad economy, I think they have not driven the country. Uh, Lots of warehousing and stuff, which indicates to me that uh, distribution of stuff So I'm hoping that that's not just the big-box stores. Uh, Definitely a lot of big-box stores out there, but there's lots of uh, small shops that are smaller uh, centers that are empty. So there's lots of potential for sure. But uh, I'm thinking that there's quite a bit of stuff being done locally and then distributed through the big places like Amazon and FedEx and whatnot. So uh, we live in a giant world that's getting smaller. In a good way. Uh, lots of local stuff out there. Still lots of local restaurants. Um, I forget, well, I guess thirty something days on the road. go. Uh we see thirty-six days on the road. And uh pretty much I didn't do a restaurant tally in there. I'll put a tally in there for restaurants. But if it was forty seven gunshots, it's probably something like twenty restaurants. Never stopped at a chain. Uh I guess I ate at walmart too much but that's just because of an hour's thing the local markets and local shops are just never open in the middle of the night and uh there's something to be said for if i'm using walmart's parking lot to go in and and buy something so it's easy enough to go buy some bread or some cheese or some drinks or something every once in a while from a walmart uh, especially if i'm using their parking lot so um anyway a lot of uh construction going on, a lot of uh, people on the roads, uh, night and day difference from the uh, drive home in 2001, and uh, I'd say it's a very successful trip overall. So we'll uh, uh, leave it with that, I suppose. We have a a video over on YouTube that uh, was a live video from earlier yesterday, I guess, when we dug through some of the gun snob from Oklahoma went on with me and we dug through some of the um, loot, some of the stuff that we bought for that $625 at the gun shops. So if you want to see some of that, it's actually most of it. Uh, The camera ran out of battery and it died um, probably about three-quarters of the way through the second bag of stuff. And the third bag of stuff, I've actually done a video on most of that. So there are some things that aren't covered But 99, well, 90% of it is covered. There'll be a few surprises, I guess, when people start to uh, get all their stuff in the mail. But, um, yeah, we get our support through Patreon. This is an effort, again, in new media. And part of new media means I don't need to structure my projects or my content in order to impress some company or some manufacturer or even a distributor. Um, or even gun shops, right? I could ask all these gun shops. It's 47 gun shops. If they each gave me a hundred bucks, you know, I'd have paid for this trip, maybe even made a couple of bucks, but, uh, I don't want to do that. That's not the goal of the tour. It's not a sales, uh, you know, road trip. The idea is to go to these gun shops and explore them and share that. And, uh, hopefully if we get enough people, you know, a couple of thousand people, that are interested enough just pay a couple of bucks that pays for all this and more so we've got lots of projects online we don't have very many ads Uh, we have projects like gun channels which are completely supported by their uh, participants the people that use gun channels pay for gun channels for the most part there's a couple of thousand members that don't pay but the people that do pay think it's a good enough value to make sure that it's there for everybody and it's a platform that's been around for five years Uh, We have projects like Every Second Matters where you're never going to hear about money. I mean, we have a patch that you can buy, and that technically supports it, I guess, but uh, those are labors of interest and obligation to the community. So uh, we've got lots of projects out there, and I guess the way that we do put the handout for that is with Patreon. And if you want to consider it a handout, then consider it a handout. If you want to consider it an exchange for uh, services rendered and... Product that we create and put on the internet, then that's awesome. That's what we like to consider it. We're capitalists, and uh, that's how we fund the project. So we want to say thanks to our Patreon supporters, and uh, we take that stuff, that loot that we get at the gun shops and that we acquire along the way, and uh, give, send that out to them. So stay tuned for that. Uh, it'll be heading out. If you're a Patreon supporter, it'll just be kind of headed out randomly. Uh, there's no other way to do it that I'm aware of. There's, it's hard to place value on you know business cards that cost you know, several thousand dollars to go get. So uh, you know they have no actual value. They're pieces of paper, but hopefully the uh, the concept that you know these business cards were grabbed you know by us as we're driving the country with this project you know makes it worthwhile for everybody and interesting. And it's an effort to pull stuff out of real life using the internet and drop it back down into real life. So we'll continue to do that, and we'll continue to have these shows. We want to thank everyone who watched this live. It looks like we have five people watching right now. Uh, too bad you didn't say nothing. It's been great to have some interactivity with you. But in any case, oh, there we go. There's G, or there's uh, John. I must be tired. Um. Yeah, so uh, thanks, John, for joining, and the other people that are going to watch this later. And, uh, again, we apologize for doing it. I don't know, three or four hours late, but that's what we get when we're uh just doing it, right? 36 days, 13 states, 6,500 miles, 47 gun shops, five firearms museums, and we spent $625. Boa e